The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Chris. Uh, As you can tell, James is not here yet. Uh, He will be coming on sometime today, but in the meantime, you have me, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about football. We do have a guest coming on, uh, former NFL player Jerry Robinson. Uh, as soon as he calls in, we'll get him on and we'll start talking. And in the meantime, uh, Jerry, are you there? I'm here. <laughs> hey, Jerry, this, how are you? This is Chris. Hey, Chris, what's happening? <laughs> good, good. So I've listened to the show a few times when you've been on, and I've always told James afterwards what a great show, show it is. You always have so much to say, so much to include, so I'm hoping that you and I can do good together today. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to work out just fine. You know, it, it's not me. It's actually you and James are the ones. You know what I'm saying? I'm just part of this. I'm, long, I'm along for the ride, so I'm ready to roll whenever you are. <laughs> Great. Let's put our seatbelts on. Let's get going. So just to start off with, Jerry, um, I know you've, you've done this before, but um, go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. About myself, okay, sometimes that's hard to do. I'm one of those people, I don't really okay. care the whole lot. I mean, I care about me because I just do, but uh, I have a hard time talking about myself. But since you brought it up, let me see where I'll start. Well, you Go know, ahead. UCLA, uh, uh, three-time All-American, College Football Hall of Fame. I'm just rushing through this because it's, I don't know. I don't know. I get embarrassed about it. Although I am a brother right now, I am blushing. No one can see it, but I am I, I turning slightly red. <laughs> I understand. So, so you know, I know um, that you were you were a linebacker, formerly a linebacker with both the Eagles and the Los Angeles Raiders. Yeah. Um, you were actually uh, drafted by the Eagles uh, in 84. Yeah, I was drafted by the Eagles in the first round in 1979. Uh, I went to UCLA as a wide receiver, actually, in my first year. After my first year, I converted to inside linebacker. So, yeah, I played 13 years in the league, six with the with the Philadelphia Eagles, which was a great experience for me. Uh, Dick Vermeil was my head coach at UCLA, and he drafted me in the first round with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, we played in Super Bowl 15. Uh, we lost two of the Oakland Raiders at that time, and then a couple of years later, I became a L.A. Raider. And I stayed there for seven years, so I ended up my career with 13 years um, uh, of my life. Uh, some of the greatest memories I've in my entire life is from those days. And um, now I'm so glad it's football season. You know what's interesting? I'm really not a big, not too big of a preseason person um, because I'm just not. Uh, yeah, you just never know what's going to happen. In the, in the preseason. Yeah, for, for this, for some reason, this year right here, 
I just I couldn't wait for football to start. Um, and it's kind of exciting to watch uh, some of the preseason football games. But I really find myself, you know, you want to see the first quarter, you're going to see, you know, the first couple of games, you're going to see the starters playing, which is kind of cool. But I really get a kick out of the, it's the second half of the game, and especially the fourth quarter, because those are the guys out there that are that aren't sure as to what what's gonna what's gonna happen uh, with their careers, and uh, you know they never know when they're gonna get that 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 person walking up to the head coach wants to see you and he wants you to bring your playbook. So I look forward to seeing the, the second half of football games so I can watch these kids that are really battling to see if they can get a job. Yeah, I, I I didn't watch too many of the the first games, but I did watch a lot this past weekend. And as it's getting closer and closer, I'm starting to watch because I, I I don't know about you, but I love fantasy football, so I want to know who who the better players are out there so that I can draft them. <laughs> you know what? I, I I really do appreciate people that are. Fantasy football is really amazing. I, I'm not really into it. I had a chance to get into it years ago when I retired in 1992, but uh, I, I'm, some other things popped up and I decided not to. But what's amazing about fantasy football, it brings in everybody, everybody, yes. every walk of life, you know, man, woman, kid, whatever it is, and it keeps them really in tune into the game. I mean, uh, you know, you become your own owner, you become your general manager, you become this and that, and I can understand the excitement for fantasy league people because, yeah, but you know, there's really big money now, so, you know, I can understand that. But, um, yeah, so th- this week uh, is really important because, you know, it's the third preseason game, and, you know, as you know, I'm sure you know, that's when it's the, really like the dress rehearsal for the beginning of the, of the football season for the first game of the year. So it should be interesting to see um, people, these starters and these high high price paid athletes, see what they're going to do for three quarters instead of just two or three series. Exactly. Now, weren't you originally, when you came to UCLA, weren't you originally drafted as a tight end? Well, actually, when I came to UCLA, I came to UCLA as a tight end wide receiver, slash okay. tight end slash wide receiver in my first year at UCLA. And... Um, after catching maybe five or six passes uh, as a as a wide receiver, um, Dick Vermeil and a coach, defensive coordinator named Lynn Styles, who had seen me play defense in high school, had a conversation with me, and they said they were really open and honest. Coach Vermeil said, "Jerry, I'm not going to want to hurt your feelings, but we think that, you know as a wide receiver, you're like kind of like a dime a dozen. There's quite a few of you here, but as a linebacker." We truly believe that you can revolutionize this position, even though you're only 215 or 212 or 18 pounds, whatever it was, because of the techniques and the fundamentals that they see me display when I was in high school. And the funny thing of it is, we had just beaten the USC Trojans to go to the Rose Bowl to play against the number one rated team in the country, the Ohio State Buckeyes, Mm -hmm. 1976. And I remember Coach Vermeule saying, you know what? With just two weeks of practice or preparation for the Rose Bowl, you know, we think you might have an opportunity to maybe get in on a couple of plays as a linebacker. And so I made up my mind. I said, okay, cool, fine. And so I was very fortunate to get in a couple of plays as a linebacker, converted wide receiver slash tight end. And uh, in the Rose Bowl, we wound up beating the number one team in the country, the Ohio State Buckeyes. And from that point on, the rest is history. I had to learn how to play linebacker because I didn't play linebacker in 
high school. I played defensive nose guard. But anyway, I had to learn how to play the position, and I had a great coach. Coach Vermeule actually left um, UCLA Bruins after my first year, and he got the head job with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Hey, Jerry. Yo, James, what's hey, happening? Ah, uh, what's going on with you guys? How y'all doing? Good. We're good, good. How are you? I'm doing good. I want to thank Chris for filling in for me, Jerry, you know? Hey, I hear you, man. You know, it's always good to have somebody that's got your back, James. You know what I'm saying? You know how, you know how we roll, man. And, uh, and, and, and you're, you're in good hands, brother. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. But, you know, I listened to you and how you said you had to go from one position to another. And I noticed, you know, they switching quarterbacks to receivers. Do you think that's a big adjustment for guys? I mean, have you noticed, like, you know, they're skilled players still, but, you know, it's different catching and throwing the ball. Do you think that is? Yeah, like some Campbell going from a quarterback to a wide receiver. You know, it, James, I think of it like this, is that when you are a real athlete, I mean, you know, if you have a lot of athletic ability and you're capable of playing other positions, the biggest adjustment, of course, there's an adjustment because it's a different thing. One time you're throwing the ball, the next time you're receiving. But the good part of it is from a quarterback to playing wide receiver is you're a little more familiar with what's going on. I went from a wide receiver to an inside linebacker. Now, that's a big difference. But if you have the talent, you know, you can learn. you got to learn a position. And if you have the skills, you can make the transition. Not many people can, but, you know, uh, I hope he does because it would be a great story. But it's possible. But, James, look at it this way. You're a young man. You're a lot younger than I am. Well, there's been many times when, a lot of black quarterbacks back in the day when they were coming through these small colleges, and some of them were big colleges too, they had to, by the time they got into pros, they were no longer quarterbacks. Or while they were in college, they converted them from quarterbacks to wide receivers. So there's nothing new. It's just it's been a while since something has gone down like that, and I'm, I'm pulling for, for Campbell to, to be successful as a wide receiver. You no, know, I, I, I don't know what you Chris, you still there? I'm still here. Go ahead. I've got more questions to ask him. Go ahead. I'm right with Jerry. So, 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 Jerry, one thing I wanted to know, you know, you mentioned um, Dick Vermeil, and there's been lots of stories talked about him, but what kind of coach was he? A great coach. Um, You know, he he was the the hardest working man I've ever been around, and it's one thing to, to, to push your team and work your team hard, and there's another thing from another thing when you not only push your team or work your team hard, you work harder and push yourself harder than you push other people and work harder. And uh, he gained our respect uh, from the hard work, uh, his hard work ethic. Uh, he believed in family. I mean, it was really important to be part of a team or part of a family situation uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, Chris, we've heard, you know, and James has heard this before too, Coaches always say when they get when they become a head coach, they say, you know, my door is always open. If you hear that a lot, my door is always open. Come on in and talk to me anytime. Well, in 1975, when I went to UCLA, I remember Coach Mill saying that the door is always open. Well, here it is, 2015. His door is still open. That's the type of man he is. So I, that's how I feel about Coach Mill. Nice, nice. So. 
I'm an emotional type of brother. I told James a long time ago, I, hey, a Hallmark commercial, I might sit there crying. Then the holidays, it's so hard for me to watch TV because of these lovely cards and these great little commercials with these cute little kids. And I'm just a sucker for, for love, I guess that's what it might be. But I do get emotional. So, you know, bear with me if I get a little off track. <laughs> that's good. That's good because people like that, like 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 Coach Vermil, you know, they they really impact our lives in in more ways than they even know. So oh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. always good. You know, to, he's, to, he's still one of my best friends. You know what, Chris? He um, Coach Vermil has has done so much for players that nobody even knows about. I mean, he's a true friend of yours. Uh, you know, if you're a friend. Uh, he's your friend of his for life. I mean, he's helped several ball players out, and a lot of people, you know, they still love him and respect him because when Coach Vermeil left the Eagles, he, when, he, when he retired, he burnt out and he retired, and he went over to the Rams. And when he went to the to the to the Rams, the Ram ball players were having issues with Coach Vermeil because of how hard he worked there. Because we work harder than anybody, and they finally were able to uh, have sit down and talk to him about some few things. And they and they came to an understanding that you know we we need to work more as a team and you know we need to fill a little more of this and a little more of that he gave here a little bit of that and they went on when the uh, uh, you know they were Super Bowl champions Super Bowl. Uh, and then then he retired again and he went back to uh, <laughs> what was it Kansas City and, and he's done but the point I'm trying to make is there are players to this day anyone who's ever had the privilege of being coached by Dick Vermeil they will tell you to this day they still have the utmost respect for him. That, that, that's good. So um, let's hold that thought. We need to cut for a break right now, but we'll come back and we'll talk more football with you. Okie dokie. All right. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Hello, this is Chris Ginn. So I'm hosting the show with James, and our guest is... Uh, is, is Jerry Robinson? Are you there, there, Jerry, with us? I'm here with you till y'all tell me I'm gone. Perfect. James, are you there? I'm here. All I'm right. Here. Okay. Well, so, Jerry, before we get to talking more about uh, the NFL, um, I have something to to bring up. Um, and I read that you were on the top 10 US UCLA football players of all time list. How does that 
feel, or, or, or what, 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 what do you go through when you're nominated for that, or when you know that you're that you're there? That because UCLA is is a great football school. Yeah, it really is. You know, Chris, it's, it's a great honor uh, for something like that because during the time I played at UCLA, even when I played in the NFL, I always felt that I never had time to read the press clippings. The stuff wasn't important to me. It was like just making sure I could be better than I was the day before and, or the game before or the year before. And I always told myself, you know what, the day that I finally retire, I will have plenty of time to go back and sit back and flip through some of those scrapbooks. And since I've been retired from uh, football since 1992, um, I've had a chance to look back on some of the things that that people really wrote about me, some of the accomplishments and stuff. And I look back and say, you know what, I wasn't I wasn't a bad football player. <laughs> so right. when I get a chance to, you know, that and I just recently uh, this past year at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, they put my name and my number. My number has been retired, retired 1979, but they put my name and number up at the Ring of Fame at the Rose Bowl of Pasadena, and that was another huge honor because what it does, it makes, you know, I'm a team player. It's not about me. I want to do everything I can, you know, to make my teammates and our team successful. But when you get out of the game, you know, you start receiving awards for some individual things that you've done, and the individual part's not that important. It really wasn't important. But then once you get out of the game, once you're retired and you start to get some gray hair, and your body starts to hurt, and your memory starts to lose a little, you lose your memory a little bit. It is nice to feel that you've made a difference. So, uh, being part of uh, UCLA's history is, is exciting to me because what it does is allows my two daughters, and I have three grandchildren. You know, they get a chance to, with, with, with smartphones nowadays and Google this and that, they can always, my daughters, they already know, you know, they, they, they're able to go in and check out and see what their dad used to do and what grandpa or papa used to do. So it's exciting to me. You know, I feel it's an honor to be part, you know, even in conversations regarding 10 greatest or one of the greatest or whatever that may be. Right, right. Now, now, James, you you've been going through that same thing um, since you've been out of football. You've been kind of going back and finding some of your uh, previous uh, football you know, notoriety um, and trying to keep track of that, haven't you? Yeah, I have. It's kind of a um, good question that you asked that with Jerry, because you know, Jerry, uh, I kind of want you to talk a little more, but you know, I always talk to Chris about it. You know, what do you separate yourself from? You know, you're saying you're team player people, but, you know, you know you're real good, and people think, you know, you're cocky because you're saying you're the best. You know, how do you, you know, don't make people think you're just out for yourself, Jay? You know what I mean? Right. Because you yeah, don't I always... I know exactly what you mean. I think of it like this. You know, it's not up to me to talk about myself. It's always like I tell these young kids now, when you have people in the stands talking about who you are, that's all you need. That's all you need. You do not need to be talking about yourself. I was never raised that way. You know, I was always raised to be humble and appreciate things and and, and realize that, that that none of this is possible without God. So don't get out of don't get out of line. Don't get out of whack because He'll put you back in place. And that was always something that I've always learned and I've always remembered. But you know, I just I just play the game. I'm not. A, I, I I don't. 
I'm not into putting added stress and pressure. Those people that talk about themselves all the time, they have pressure as far as I'm concerned to, to prove this and prove that and always be this and always be that. Hey, man, I'm just going to go. I just go through life and went through my athletic career, and I'll let it do the talking and do the speaking. Later on, people can go back and read about it, but I'm not going to talk about it because that's not, <laughs> it's just not me. So, you know, some people are like, most, you know, some people like you, some people may not like you, but I've always tried to live my life. So it's like, you know what, thank you very much. Be very appreciative of something. But, uh, I mean, James, you know me, man. I'm not, I'm not into talking about me, so sometimes it's, it, 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 it's hard for me to, you know, it's hard for me to, I can't introduce myself at a speaking engagement. You know what I'm saying? I always say, yo, man, if you want me to do this for you, you're the one who's going to have to sell this stuff because I just, and then they start talking and they start introducing me and then they go on and on. I just, I just cut it short because sometimes it's, you know, I'm just not, I'm not used to hearing all that stuff, but I'm very appreciative of it. And, you know, there's no need to be cocky. That's not how I roll. There are some people that do. But those people during my career, the ones that did all the talking about how great they were, how bad they were, how what they was going to do, this and that, that's the dude I was looking to knock out anyway. <laughs> so, so this is for both of you. Um, with, now that you guys have gone on, how how do you feel or how do you act if someone recognizes you and, and, and approaches you, you know, how, how do you handle that? Jerry, yeah. Let me go first because I kind of want to hear what you have to say when I say that too. Okay. So let me go first. I know I, I tell the people, and they always ask me when I play the game, I would I still in sight and everybody know you and blah blah. But when the game is over with, you know, sometimes you still want that notoriety, and then sometimes you don't. You want out of, but you know, you got that same person again that everybody know you. You know, and hey, yeah, I look up to you because I wanted to be a draft pick, and you was the first. I mean, man, I mean, the first. I mean, that tells how good you are. Great. You know, but, you know, it's different now that when you're not playing, it's like, you know, sometimes I watch camera like, man, you know, I wish I was by. But how do you feel, though, Jeff? I'm like this. It's an interesting question, Chris. That really, that, that really is because, uh, one of the grandchildren asked, do people recognize you when you go places? And I'm like, yeah, sometimes they do. And you know what, you guys? I am so cool with sometimes they do because I don't want to be on stage. I'm not, I'm not an actor. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not looking for that notoriety. Those people that recognize me is cool. I don't have I don't have a problem with it because like I said, there's sometimes you just you just want to go shopping at Safeway and just <laughs> you know without getting stopped somewhere because you know you might I don't know you may not be feeling good your hair may not be combed I don't know but sometimes you just don't feel like it so sometimes it happens sometimes it don't but I feel that you know I was at a, I'll put it this way you guys I was at a charity basketball game a couple of years ago uh, some Raiders and some 49ers. And before the game had started, we were warming up, and there was these kids that, that kept coming up to the, to the chairs that we were sitting on. And I was warming up, and I saw this, these kids come to this one particular football player from the 49ers. I, I, you just have to play for the Niners. I'm not dogging the Niners, but this is what happened. And the, the guy kept, he kept pushing the kids away. And 
I mean, I said, no, I said, man, what's up, man? He said, you know what? You know, right now, you know, we're signing autographs, you know, at, at halftime and this and that, da 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 da. You know what I told him? I said, you know what? Someday, somebody's not going to want your autograph. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me. And I'm like, uh huh, you just think about that for a minute. So, this is a little kid, man, that. that Probably didn't even know who he was. Didn't even know who I was because, you know, it's been so long since I played, but they knew that we were professional ball players and their grandparents and their mothers and their fathers had talked about us. They just wanted an autograph. The least you could do is give the kid an autograph. But remember, someday somebody may not want it. But for me, I don't, it's it's cool to be recognized sometimes. Sometimes it's not because you may not feel like it, but you know what you have to, what I have to do is I still have to understand and remember what my mom told me. You always treat people the way you want to be treated. Okay, if you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say nothing, you know, or just shake your head, be polite as you can. So that's what that's what I try to do. Recognition is not important to me because if I'm at a sporting event, I'm going to get all the recognition I need. Okay, now, if I'm out shopping somewhere, I'm not worried about that. And if somebody does come up, it's kind of cool. Yeah, man, let me find that. Yeah, let me find the back of your head, man. Okay, you know, young ladies. Sure, here, you want to write on your hand? No, I don't write on people's hands. That's not a good thing to do. But you know, I just go with it. So I'm cool with it. Right, right. Well, good, good. So before, so after break, I want to talk a little bit more about the upcoming season and, and things that have been happening. But before we go to that, um, how, did, how did both of you guys get into football in the first place? You know, because some, sometimes people, you know, they play different sports or they do it because, you know, it, their, their parents are wanting to teach them discipline or whatever. But how did you guys get into it? Got it, James? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, uh, mine, I grew up in a little smaller town, some but, you know, it was a fourth town, number of games. And the game was like, either you join the games or you play sports. And I'm not going to join no game because my parents weren't going to have that. So I played sports, you know. So I did to stay out of the streets, you know. So we was always at practice, you know, late at night. So, I mean, I always wanted to give my parents something. You know, a lot of people say make enough money to get up out of there. But, you know, that's kind of where I was at, Jerry. What do you think? Well, my situation was I just, I like, uh, I just like sports. I like competing. And I knew at a young age, you know, that I wanted to be a professional athlete of football, basketball, or baseball. Actually, I really loved soccer. But back in the 60s and the 70s, soccer wasn't making any money, and soccer wasn't even popular here in the United States. Right. So I shifted to some other things. You know, uh, I was fortunate there wasn't it wasn't a gang situation. You know, it wasn't things like that. But you could still get into trouble. <laughs> and I just kept myself busy. And uh, you know, I had an older brother who uh, my my freshman year in high school, which would have been his sophomore year in high school. He decided to take another path. I decided to stick with the sports and the athletics and staying out of trouble. My brother decided to drop out of school and decided to hang out with an older crowd of guys. And to make a long story short, he wound up getting shot in the head my mm. senior year in high school because of those people that he was hanging around with. So it's a, it's a, you know that my whole thing was just to stay out of trouble, stop. I don't want to hang around with people. All I wanted to do was to get out of this city. And I did. I made a promise. My brother, who's no longer living, my brother and I, when we were young, because my family, all we, we never owned a home. We rented like eight different houses, and it used to bother me. I, mean, I used to sleep in the bed with my brother. It didn't bother me. I just thought everybody did that, you know. And we made a promise that one day 
we were in junior high school, and one day we said, you know what? We told my mom, Mom, whichever one makes it first, we're going to buy you a house. And my brother got killed. Um, I, he got shot in the head um, my senior year in high school, and he died my freshman year mm. at UCLA. So when I got drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles, first thing I bought was my mom's house. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. That was, you know, the the root of what happened with your brother. But, yeah. Wow. Well, you know, that's, <laughs> after commercial break, we maybe you can talk about it more or whatever. We can roll any kind of way you want to roll, Chris. I'm Perfect. here. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, let's go ahead and cut to the break, and we'll come back and we'll talk more. Okay. All right. Thanks. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Well, hello again. So this is Chris, and we have James on, and our guest today is Jerry Robinson. So what's what's happening? Nice. You guys, hey Chris, you know something? Yep. Uh, it, it's, it's a pleasure to be talking to you. It really is. I love doing this show, and uh, James knows that. And you know, anytime you need me, if you need to step in for James, whatever, you can call me, call him, whatever it is, because I truly enjoy this the time that I get to spend um, talking to y'all. Oh, that, that, that's right. really great to have. It's always nice to have, as, as I've always told James, you know, the guests that he has that, that always have a lot to say, a lot to contribute, you know, those are the, the people that, that, you know, you really want to listen to, you know, you really want to talk to. So 
it's it's been, it's a pleasure to actually not only listen to you but actually get to talk to you. So appreciate it. Okay, Chris, what you want to talk about now? Well, you know, let's talk a little bit about the NFL. You know, now that we got a little something something going on with the preseason and stuff going on, um, and you know a little bit about defense. Um, what teams? Now, this is for again for both of you guys because I know you guys are paying attention. What teams do you guys see dominating the defense this year? Yeah, it's kind of go ahead on because it's kind of hard for me to hear. So you don't have to go ahead right now, sir. Okay. Well, you know, okay, I got you. You know, but it's uh, okay because I love defenses anyway. But yeah, I know you right did. now. I, you know what, Chris was interesting to me. Let me let me start off with this. There's 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 more ball players getting injured now, offense and defense right now. There's injury situations. Then there's suspension situations. You got the situations in Dallas with, with Hardy not going to be there. And then you got your inside linebacker who's suspended for another four games from the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you know, I like the Philadelphia. I've always been an Eagles fan. I always will be. Um, I'm just jumping around here because I was at the Raiders training camp because I live in Northern California up here where they have their training camp. I live in Santa Rosa there in Napa in the wine country. And I was up there and I was excited about that too, of watching what they're doing because I like, you know, the Raiders got the new coach, head coach, Jack Del Rio, who's all about defense. And Del Rio from, from the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, you know the Raiders look good defensively, but but right now everybody is zero zero. I just I really am trying to be careful about. I'm not going to predict anything, but defense is what I am looking forward to, and that's why I'll be glad when the season starts, uh, because right now changes so much can happen between today and the start of the season. They got to get down to cuts. You know, somebody's got someone between now. Trust me, between now and the time the season starts. Somebody else is going to get popped for violating uh, NFL substance abuse policy. You know, certain things just happen, and there's a lot of things that are going on right now in, in, in the league. But, you know, I'm excited to see what the San Francisco 49ers are going to do defensively because they have lost so much. Yeah. You, got, you got retirements. You got suspensions. You got people being thrown off the team. You got this and that. And I happened to catch their game the other day, uh, and their defense actually looks pretty darn good. But still, though, those are the things that, you know, that's interesting to me. The New York Giants. I mean, here you go. This situation with, with a man in his 4th of July having a finger blown off and another one, you know, JPP, whatever initials that you want to use, and, you know, that right there, that's a big blow to their defense. Matter of fact, the brother hasn't even come in. He hasn't signed a, uh, his franchise tag, so... There's a lot of things right there that I don't know what's going to happen. So it's just going to be exciting to see what happens when the season starts defensively. Did I dance around that, Chris? You, you did good on that. But my, my question, you talked about the 49ers with their defense. Do you think they can actually beat Seattle this year? Seattle's still Seattle. Seattle is. Oh. In, well, you know, well, I would see, because when I played for the Raiders, Seattle was in our division. Then they, you know, they got scared of being in the AFC West, and they went on over to the NFC West. <laughs> That's what I say. But... You know, that's still that's still going to be one heck of a rivalry right there. But, mm-hmm. the, but the San Francisco 49ers, their defense, they've lost quite a bit. They really have. I don't, I, I, I don't see the Seattle Seahawks really missing anything, you know, right now. So I still think that the Seahawks are the favorite to win it in their, in their division. Right. I just wanted hey, to see what Chris. you had to say. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Yes? But I'm a little disappointed in Jerry because Jerry's <laughs> no better than that. Um, all players on that team are professional. Any given Sunday, 
Did he take a win, right, Jerry? Come on now. Yeah. Okay. Am I right? <laughs> that, that is true. That is true, especially coming from a fantasy football league um, that, yeah. I, that, I, that I do. Any given any given Sunday, one player can be no, phenomenal. Let me ask you the question. You know what? Honestly, seriously, I have a great deal of respect. I've gained more and more respect for fantasy football people because of what it makes fantasy football people, I call you people, owners or whatever it is that play the game, it makes you study the game. I don't study the game that much. I don't even really care that much about it. But what it does, when, you, when you're involved in fantasy football, you actually, you guys could go in and possibly, you guys could get a job working in the NFL, on the NFL team because you guys go out and you study players. And so I'm going to ask you, so who do you, which team do you think, Chris, are two teams that might have the best defense this year? Um, I, I'm, I'm still going, I love Houston, he, I, you know, and J.J. Watts. He's, he's one of my absolute favorite players of all time. Because of his personality and and his work ethic, um, and he gets he gets that defense good. We're not going to talk about their offense, um, no. but but their no, their defense right. is great. Um, I I also you know I'm I'm here in Denver. I I've, I've always liked Denver's defense. You know they've always had, of course, from Jack Del Rio. You know your your, your guy there in San Francisco. You know now they have have new people in place coaching them, but they still always have a good defense. Um, well, they have a I, lot of talent on that. You're right. They have a ton of talent, and I'm glad you brought that because J.J. Watt is the man. J.J., is. Is, um, he really, truly is unbelievable. And, you know, Rex, Rex Ryan has always been known for great defenses that he has. But, you know, I'm glad you mentioned it. You, you, thanks for getting me back on track, Chris, with J.J. Watt. Because Anytime. They do have Let's talk about J.J. Okay. <laughs> and we don't know what Clowney's going to do. I mean, I don't – has he – he hasn't even played at all this, this preseason, I don't think. No, no, no. Not at all. Okay. Not at all, has he? You know what, you know what, Jerry? You're amazing because we think a lot. I was going to ask you and, and Chris this because I know Chris is big in the family football, and you brought it right up, Jerry. I like that. But my question to you is you, Chris, too, and Jerry, you know, fancy football took over. Remember back, Jerry, when it was just fancy football? Not in a NFL got it because it's a moneymaker now. You know, and everybody in it. I mean, it's like you say, Jerry, I don't study it like that, but if you study fantasy football, you can probably tell us who's going to win that week, you know? Yeah. No, James, you know what? I'm, I'm serious, man. These fantasy football fans, I mean, before fantasy football, there were people that didn't, didn't care very much about the game because they didn't know that much. There were a lot of women that weren't interested in the game because they didn't know the game. But now you have a lot of people and a lot of women that are kicking straight up butt in fantasy football. Why? Because in order to be good, you have to go study. You have to do your homework. Then you find out about the weaknesses and the strengths, and the, I think it's awesome. It, it really is, you know. And I, I take my hat off to people, and it is big money. I mean, you know, I'm not going to promote anything on on the air, but there are some TV commercials, man, people win $2 million on the first right. week. You know, one guy won $2.4 million last year with just $32 bet. I mean, you know, that's exciting because what that does, it brings more people into football. The NFL loves the fact that there's fantasy football, man. That's bringing more people to the table. People are buying more stuff and people are more people involved. And mm-hmm. football, the NFL is all, even though 
you have a preseason and you have a season, you have a Super Bowl and it's over, it's never really over because football seems to be there every single month, even when it's not in football season. Yes, it's, it's, impo- it's important. Now, me, because yeah. um, I, I, I was raised in a family of all boys. And, oh. you know, so my, all my family loves football so, or loves sports and especially football. So if I wanted to have a conversation with, with anyone, my dad or my brothers, I would have to watch football. And so I studied the game and understood it. And, you know, I've, I've known, you know, more than most women, I know about football <laughs> very well. Um, and then when, you know, fantasy football came along, um, you know, yes, I still, you know, every Sunday, you know, I start with all day Sunday and Monday, I'm one of those, I'm watching football constantly. You know, I'm mm-hmm. either on the computer or on, on watching on TV, you know, especially love going to sports bars where they have where there's every game going, you know? <laughs> and some people can't do that. They can't concentrate enough to, to do that, but it's, it's, it's a good thing to have. And, and I'm actually convinced James... So, 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 Jerry, at the end of the season, you'll have to ask him um, how he did. But he's, okay. he's now saying that he's going to join our Fantasy Football League this year. <laughs> well, so you'll have you know to ask what? him how I, he did. I think, that's, I think it's great, but Chris, what's interesting about um, I'm listening to you, and honestly, you know more about the game than I do. I, I played it. That's cool. Okay, but you know, I mean, you're up on who's here, who's there, who's playing here, who's hurt, who whatever, whatever value people are. And I don't, I'll I take my hat off to you, young lady, and I'm very proud of the fact that, you know, that you are in, into the game like that. You know what, hopefully more people will be too. You know, like you said, you had brothers and, that, you know, that, that, that helped. But, you know, you have a passion for the game. You know, and just like James has a passion, I have a passion. And if you're passionate about something, you know, you need to be passionate about something because exactly. if you're not passionate and you and you lose, then there's something wrong with that. If you don't care about it, you know what I'm saying. So uh, I'd like as I take my hat off to you. I'm glad you're doing your homework because I stopped doing my homework the day they stopped giving me checks. <laughs> the paychecks, I hear you. <laughs> All right, Jay. Well, we got to go go to another break. Uh, when we come back, I still have more questions for you. Okay. All right. Thanks. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Well, thank you. This is Chris, and we have James on with us, as well as our guest, Jerry Robinson. You still there, Jerry? I'm here all day. And James, you there? I'm right here with Jerry, like you said. Perfect, <laughs> perfect. So but before, you know, we're, we have about oh, 13, 14 minutes left of the show, or 12 minutes. Um, I want to talk, Jerry, a little bit more about uh, some football that's been going on. Um, okay. I just read that yesterday that Michael Vick signed a one-year contract with Pittsburgh, you know, backing up, uh, um, you know, be, being a, a second-string quarterback. Do you think he's going to see any action this year? Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers fans are hoping that he doesn't, because that means that Ben is gone. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, but you do need someone, because this league is so it, unpredictable, you know. I mean, look what's happening. Jordy's gone. Nelson, he's gone. I mean, there's a list of players that are that have just got hurt and, and Scandridge from the, people are just getting hurt all over the place. As far as the quarterback position, you need somebody with some experience on your roster. And, you know, Michael Vick does have that experience. Um, you know, I hope he doesn't I hope he doesn't get a chance to play because I hate to see Ben hurt, you know what I'm saying? But it's mm-hmm. an insurance policy and Coach Tomlin believes in Enough in Michael Vick that uh, you know, like I said, they you know as an organization. I mean, I'm sure that was a you know from the Rooney's all the way down, you know, because there was a little baggage that comes along with Michael Vick. But still, they're all on the same page, and um, you know, if he sees action, I hope he does. I hope he does well. Right, right. It's true. Well, we'll have to see what happens, but um, it's you know. You well, never you know, know what happens with, with Ben. You know, you know he's such a big a big boy. He's hard to take down, so I guess maybe hard to hard to hurt. Well, um, yeah, that's why Michael Vick. I mean, but you know, Venus, uh, <laughs> he's very. Rossenberger is a very durable, you know, he's a hell of a quarterback, and you know, you're very ready to get hurt. But you know, they're just looking ahead. You got to have some insurance policies here because you know what's interesting now with the with the NFL was you know back in our day. I say our day means James and my days, especially my days. Well. We used to have six preseason football games. James and them didn't. They probably had four. But we started off with six. And you hit twice a day with Dick Vermeil. You went through training camp. It was a real camp. You were so tired, you didn't have time to go get in trouble. 
You didn't have time. Thank God there wasn't no Facebook and, and, and Twitter and Twitter and Instagram, but still, you know, things are different. Now these guys, they, they, they barely hit, they barely have full practices in the, in the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement they had, the deal they had with them. They're not ready physically, as far as I'm concerned, for when the season starts. It's a big difference. You go through training camp with no pads on. You don't hit anybody. Then one day you get the pads on, but you're not trying to kill yourself. Okay, you do that. You only have 11 days or 14 days or something like that with that type of with hitting. Well, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon when the season starts, guess what? There's no more dress rehearsal. There's no more do-overs. It's live. And the, the different, James will tell you, it's a different adrenaline level that you go through. Your body goes through a whole lot. You know, you're not just going to be, t- you're not going to play four, four plays or two series or three series and you're out. No, you're busted there all day long. And if you're not used to carrying the ball in a situation, in a, in a real-life game situation, and all of a sudden you're playing the, the Houston Texans, and all of a sudden you're carrying the ball, and you're trying to get outside, and there's J.J. Watt sitting in your face. Now you got to make some – your body's got to – got to make a cut here or a change there. And if you don't – if you're not used to doing it, all of a sudden you have to do it, Injuries start taking place. There's going to be muscle pulls and a lot of injuries take place in the first first three or four weeks of uh, uh, of the season. So it's going to be interesting for me just to see, you know, some of these people because it's just different now. The game's different. Right. Yeah, because there has been a lot of high profile, you know, injuries this preseason. You know, it has been. It has been a lot of guys. Some of them just. Just freaky things that just happened. You know, it wasn't a contact issue. It was like, you know, when Jordy Nelson caught the ball, nobody hit him. It was just the way it fell, you know. And, right, and, right. I was going to say, a, a lot of knees have been going. Did you hear about Junior Gallette? You know, he, they think he tore his Achilles today. Yeah, I saw that just before we went on. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's just been lots. And, and, and so you're saying, you know, regarding the, the reason for that, you know, are you saying they're, they're just not um, – Going through they're just, training they're, they're not, they're, well, training, they're not training as hard. The body, for one thing, you got to get used to it. You know, training camp uh, condition is one thing. Game day condition is a whole other thing. Uh, because, like I said, the difference is they're not allowed to work as hard as we used to work all the time. When you're used to working hard, when the season started, shoot, Sunday was a break. <laughs> you know, now. You know, you, you don't have to work as hard. I mean, not that they don't work hard, but they're not allowed to do as much physical stuff that they have to do. Well, come, just when the season starts, it's all physical. You know, you know you're not going to go half-stepping. You're not going to play, like I said, two series or three series. Now your body's got to go through three hours of this mess. So your body has to get used to it. Back in the day, your body was already used to it when the season started. Now, because of the limitations that are put on the amount of practice and the way that they practice, your body's not ready for for the season opener. For it's a big difference, like I said, from ten plays to from one o'clock to four o'clock, <laughs> you got to be up. You are on. You have, you're on an adrenaline rush for three straight hours, as compared to you know ten plays or twelve plays during preseason. Because see during preseason you know how many players you're gonna play before you go get before you go to the sideline and put on your baseball cap and start eating peanuts and popcorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it ain't happening when the season starts. But don't but don't they give you guys um a, not just a playbook, but they give you a conditioning book, you know, in the off season. You know, are a mm-hmm. lot of them not not doing what they're they supposed are. to do? Well you know what? No, Chris, what it is that no matter what you do, 
you're in the you're in the off season program. No matter what you do, it's different come game day. When the season starts, it's all different. Like during the season, when you get to the playoffs, it's a totally different game. It's a totally different gear. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, they all they all have their conditioning, but you just you training camp. You can't even hit that much. During the football season, you're going to be hitting all the time. <laughs> you know, you'll have, okay, well, this game we're allowed to tackle. Well, next week we don't have to tackle. No, that's training camp. <laughs> that's training camp. During the football season, you're going to be hitting. And your body just needs, it takes time to get used to it. I think that's what I'm trying to say. So it might take a month for you to get used to it. So, you know, I think there's going to be more injuries. I hope not, but it's just the game is just different. It's just different when the season starts. Oh, yeah, but it seems like most of these have been just in practice, a lot of these injuries, not even during games. I know, so imagine that. What's going to happen when the game Yeah, starts? yeah, exactly, when they start hitting and <laughs> actually part, hitting the game. So yep. I, I have one question before, before uh, well, actually two questions. So the first one is um, there's been a lot of discussion regarding the, the New York Jets you know, the locker room fight and the loss of Geno Smith. Uh-huh. Um, what do you think of Ryan Fitzpatrick taking over? I mean, I, I know in the pre, a, lot of, a lot of people really had a, a lot of uh, expectations of the Jets just doing great, especially with Geno Smith and, and the whole team that they have stacked right there. But now yeah. with Fitzpatrick, what's going to happen? Well, you know what? Well, uh, the Jets fans always have great expectations, and I, I applaud them. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> ain't, 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 ain't nothing wrong with that. That situation, that locker room, it, it, it goes pretty deep. And uh, uh, it was an unfortunate thing that, that, that happened. It could have been prevented. And it's just, you know, it, it's, it's sad on both parts, you know. I mean, you know, from what I heard, you know, if it's about some money, it's about a plane ticket, it's about a charity event, you know, yo, my man, you're making more money than he is. You know, at least you could have said, you know what, man, hey, man, that's what I would have done. I'm sorry, man, here you go. Here's your money back. And actually, you know what, man, it's for your kids, it's for the foundation. Here's something extra. Because I got, you know, hey, you know, you can write it off. But instead of that, you don't get in somebody's face after you don't. Sh- I understand you had a reason, a legitimate reason not to come. But don't. Don't get a little attitude about not paying me my money back. Right, right. <laughs> you know. Right. So I know James always likes to end the show asking this question um, with, with regarding uh, children and, and wanting to play sports. And what, what, what advice do you have for them? Well, I tell you, right now is the time to start playing for. If you if you if you play, let's talk about football here because that seems to be uh, has been an issue since the concussion lawsuits and all that kind of stuff. The safety of the game, the game is going to be so different by the time these young I call them pop Warner, major league, whatever you want to call them. The game is going to be different. They they we were all taught a certain way to play the game, how to hit, how to you know use this and use that. Well, they are re-educating and they're they're they're. The, the brains and the minds of these young kids, and they're teaching them techniques to make the game safer. Um, you know what? I love the game of football. It's a great sport. It's a team sport. You know, and if you're a team person, um, and nothing, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's a great camaraderie. It's a great way to uh, be a part of something. So these young kids, you know, if, if, if they want to do it, you know, do it and just just be humble. You know, because you're not the best. You might think you are, but you're not. There's always somebody out there better than you. And if you sit there thinking that you are the best, somebody's going to be able to walk right past you and just take your throne. So just be humble about it. Go do this a great way, you know, to stay active, uh, uh, a great way to stay in shape, and have fun doing it. Or don't do it at all. Perfect. Great. Well, Jerry, it's been great, you know, being able to be on this show and talking to you actually in person and 
and I've, I've learned a lot. It's, 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 very, it's, it's, it's very worthwhile to, to get to actually talk and meet with you people and, you know, with former oh, athletes. It, it, was, it, was my, it was my pleasure, hon. I tell you what, if I do lose my mind and decide to get involved in fantasy football, I'm giving you a call. Please do. We'll, okay, we'll, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll teach you the ropes. All right, James. Take it easy. <laughs> All right. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye, you guys. Bye. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry. James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 